Today's daf is daf Samach Tes. We left off yesterday in daf Samach Ches Amid Beis. Uh, the Gemara was in the middle of discussing that we left off with uh, how we know that both a Shivcha and a Nachris, that if a Jewish guy uh, tries to marry a Shivcha or a Nachris, that A, there's no Tzvisus Kiddushin, and B, Vlada Kamosa, that the child is Miyuchas after the mother, not Miyuchas after the father. So we had quoted a variety of Psukim, uh, both to demonstrate that this is true by Shivcha as well as that it's true by a Nachris. But then the last drasha we quoted was Kisiena Ish Vyoldulo. We dashed any time you have Kisiena, Karinan Bevyoldulo, that the only time that you're ever going to have a child that's Miyuchas after the father was when it's Kisienalo, was when, uh, when, when, when you're going to have Havaya, when it's going to be uh, Kiddushin with the, with the father. But if, uh, if you're not, then the child is not going to be Miyuchas after the father. So it's going to be Miyuchas after the mother. So now the Gemara says, three lines from the bottom of the page, Ihachi Shivchanami. If that's really the drasha that we're going to have, that the Vlad is going to be like the mother, so it says Rashi, Tepuklan Mehai Kra, the Halokarinan Ba, Kisiyana, by Shivcha also, we should learn that Vlada Kamoa, we should learn that the Vlad of a Shivcha is like the Shivcha from that same Pasuk. Why do we need a separate Pasuk? By Shivcha, right, uh, we should learn from the Pasuk of Kisiyana that, uh, that, that just like we know that it's not Sihiyana, that there's no Havaya by a Shivcha, so we should learn that Vlada Kamoa by a Shivcha from there. Why did we have to have a Pasuk of Hiisha Viladeha, Tialadoneha, to teach me that, that by a Shivcha, the Vlad is going to go after the mother. We should just learn it from this Pasuk of Kisiyana. So the Gemara says, okay, enochinami, yeah, you can learn it from this Pasuk. I mean, you're not telling us that a di- we got a din wrong, just that we got the wrong Pasuk for it. Okay, good. So now what do we do with the original Pasuk that we used to teach me that the Vlad of the Shukha goes after the mother? What do I need the Pasuk of for? If it's not going to teach me that the Vlad of the Shukha is going to be miyuchas after the Shifcha. So now we need it for a different drasha. Licha de Tanya, we have a brisa that tells me the following. Ha'omer liv shivchasov, the man says to his Shifcha, Hare at bascharin uvladcha evet, that you should be a bascharin, but the vlad that you're carrying, the child that you're carrying, I want him to remain in evet. So vlad kamosa div Rabbi Yosiaglili. Rabbi Yosiaglili says, the vlad automatically is like the mother. It automatic, automatically follows after the mother. If you look at Rashi, vlad the The vlad is also meshukhrar. He wants to be meshukhrar the mother. He can't be meshukhrar the mother that's carrying a baby without being meshukhrar the baby as well. Shenemar isha v'ladeh tiel adonah. Bismanshi isha ladonah. Havlad shetele ladonah. When the woman is still ladonah, then the child that she bears is going to be ladonah. When the woman is still a shivcha, so the child is going to be a shivcha. Is going to be an But if the woman does not belong to her Adon anymore, then the child is not going to belong to the Adon either. However, the Chachamim say no, that it's perfectly okay to free the mother and the child will remain in Eved. And what's the drasha? Based on this pasuk, so frankly, wait a second. What's based on this pasuk? First, we quote Rabbi Yosi that the vlad is going to be like whatever the mother is. Rashi said, yeah, that has to do with haisha viladeh Then the chachamim say, no, the vlad doesn't have to be just like the mother. And then we quote the pasuk. So my Talmuda, where's the pasuk going? And the pasuk seems to fit. Rabbi Yossi Aglili, a lot better than the Chachamim. So Gemara says, yeah, I'm a Rava, the Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Yeah, Eino Chinami. The Pasuk is a Raya.
apply it to Rabbi Yossi Aglili's point of view, not to the Chachamim. The Chachamim don't use the Pasuk to make this drasha. It's Rabbi Yossi Aglili used the, the Pasuk to say, to tell me that the child goes along with the mother. That if the mother is a Shivcha, the child is going to be an Evet. If the mother is a Baschorin, the child is a Benchorin. That you can't split the two up. How do we paskin? So you see the little aleph that tells you how to paskin is by the shita of the Chachamim. The Rambam in Perg Zayin, Halacha Hei of Hilchus Avadim, writes that, um, that, that Dvar Kayam, that if you want to be Meshachra, the mother, and keep the child as never, that's perfectly fine. Dvar Kayam, and that works. So that seems to be very, very uh, logical that he follows the shita of the Chachamim against Rabbi Yosei However, the Rambam then writes, what if you do the opposite? What if you say, uh, I want you to be a shivcha, so you're going to stay as a shivcha, but your child is going to be a ben-charin. The child that you're carrying is going to be a ben-charin. So, l'chora, one would have thought, right? again, that uh, it should work. That's what one would have thought, because uh, why should it be any different? If they go along together, they have to go along together, and if they don't have to go along together, so they don't have to go along together. They work as independent entities, and you could do one thing with the mother and something else with the child. However, the Rambam says, no, if you say, that's law marklum. Then you've accomplished nothing. That's kamisha shichar chetzio. That's like <coughs> that's like being mishachar half a person. You can't be mishachar half a person. So the rabbi says, I don't get it. Why? Why should there be any difference? Why should the uh, being mishachar the mother without the child be any different than being mishachar the child without the mother? So that's what Reb Chaim explains. Now we have this concept uber yarech imo, right? So the general concept uber yarech imo can easily be misunderstood, Reb Chaim says, to mean that uh, the, the mother and the child are one and the same. That's not what it means. Uber Yerachimo means that the child does not exist outside of the mother, meaning when the, when the baby is still a fetus, when it's still inside the mother, the child cannot be viewed as an independent entity, independent of the mother. The mother, however, can be viewed as an independent entity of the child. I mean, the mother can survive without the child. The child can't survive without the mother. And that's why, if you're mishachrer the, uh, the 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 mother, and you leave the child as a ben as and 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 you want the child to be an eved, so you're doing a shichrer only on the mother. So that's var kayamim. You can do a shichrer only on the mother because the mother can stand alone. But you try to do a shichrer only on the child without the mother. That doesn't work. A shikhra on the child is not going to work because the child is not its own independent entity. Okay, new Mishnah. Rabbi Tafran Omer Yicholin Mamzerim Litar. Rabbi Tafran has the solution to all Mamzerim's problems. He says we could be Mitar Mamzerim. Kate said, How are you Mitar Mamzerim? What does it mean to be Mitar Mamzerim? It doesn't mean you could take a Mamzer and make him not a Mamzer anymore. It means you could see to it that, the next, that he can have children and the next generation won't be Mamzerim. That's a discussion in the Minchaschinuch in the very first mitzvah when a uh, Mamzer has children. Is it a key of mitzvah peruvu? Or meaning, on the one hand, you should say, well, why not? He's being he's let's say mamzer marries mamzeres, so he has children that are mamzerim. So he's making a mitzvah peruvu. On the other hand, you can say, wait a second, is that the ratzon Hashem to bring more mamzerim into this world? No, Adarabba, we would want to try to be mitayir if we can. We'd want to try 
to get rid of all the mamzerim. It's so heartbreaking that there's uh, that there's a mamzerim issue. So to just bring it forward to the next generation is not so productive. So anyway, Reb Tarfin says he has a solution. He has a solution to the mamzerim's problem in the sense that he can see to it that a mamzer will have children who are not mamzerim. Ketzad, how do you pull off that trick? Mamzer shenasa shifcha. If a mamzer marries a shifcha, bina evet. The child is going to be miuchas after the mother. It's going to be an eved. Shecheru nimtzabed medcharitz. What do you do? You have an eved kanani. Be meshachra the eved kanani. And there you have it. And now you have a uh, a, a perfectly good Jew who's not a mamzer. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says, Nah, Hareza Evan Mamzer. No, you, you, you ha- what you have is an Evan who's also a Mamzer. I mean, even though the child is Miuchas after the mother, and therefore the child is Enochinami and Evan, but that does not take away the Mamzerus Shabo. That Mamzerus is a dominant gene, and that uh, the Mamzerus gene carries over to the next generation no matter what. But Rabbi Tarfin held that it works. Now, keep in mind, in order to for the child to be Jewish, you'd still need to be Meshachar the Evan, which may be a halachic problem as it is, the Olam Tavodu, right? There's an Isser of being Meshachar, or an Isra say of being uh, Meshachar and Evan Kanani, but uh, nevertheless, if one is willing to violate that Isra say, the child can be a regular Jew. If you're not willing to violate the Isra say, still the child won't be a Mamzer, but you can have a biological child who's uh, who's at least who's an Evan, that's not a Mamzer, according to Rabbi Tarfin. Okay, so Frek the Gemari, Bayulhu. Rabbi Tarfin, L'Chadchila Kamar, or the Evan Kamar? Is this a L'Chadchila Dikadin that he's suggesting? So I I, I didn't find, I didn't really look around enough, but I didn't find anyone who suggested or who asked that isn't it the whole suggestion by definition because he's suggesting to be Meshachrer an Eved. Being Meshachrer an Eved is violating this Rase. Unless you say that the that that Pimakom Tsarech that there's a that there, uh, with a tzorach gadol, that this isra say won't apply. That for whatever reason will be makel when it comes to uh, when it comes to tzorach gadol, just like by uh, tzorach mitzvah, like you have in uh, the gemara and brachos when he's meshachar neved was gamliel meshachar neved to be mashlim a minion, right? Because they needed a tzorach to rabbim in order to be mashlim a minion. So maybe this would qualify as a uh, as 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 a tzorach mitzvah or as some sort of in order to be. Uh, uh, some sort of tzoruch mitzvah to, uh, to, to, to be mitar mamzerim. But anyway, he says the idea of a mamzer marrying a shivcha, that's what we're asking. Is that a din l'chadchil or a din b'dyevet? Meaning we know when a mamzer marries a shivcha, enochanam the child is miuchas after the mother. But are you allowed to, isn't, isn't the reason the child is miuchas after the mother because the shivcha is pretty much a guy? So is a man allowed to marry a Jewish man? Mamzer is a perfectly... I mean, he's not perfectly good, but he's a Jew. So a Jew is just allowed to marry a guy. Where's the only exception we have? And evidently we know that the master is allowed to give him a shivcha kananis. That's part of his avdus. But that's the only heter we know of. Is there really such a heter that a mamzer is allowed to marry a a uh, non-Jewish woman, a shivcha. So that's what the Gemara is asking. Is there such a din l'chadchila? Or is it only b'dyevet? If he does it, so then the children are not going to be mamzerim. If there is such a din l'chadchila, where would it come from? Where would such a to come from? So Rashi says, no, I'll tell you where it comes from. Mamzer no se shivcha as a din l'chadchila de kosavr de chiksiv lo ye kadish b'yisrael when the Pazak says Kadesh, that's only talking about Israel Kasher. When the Torah says you're not allowed to marry a non Jew, it means that, that, that a regular Israel Kasher is not allowed to marry a non Jew. But Israel Mamzer, that's no problem. He's allowed to marry a Shivcha. That would be no issue. So that's the Havabina that it's the Chachila Kamar. Now the Rambam 
the Rambam in Hilchas Yisurim Bia Perik Tzav doesn't have the problem to begin with. He says the whole Isser to marry a Shivcha is only an Isser Midrabanan. Shivcha is not a guy. It's not the same. A Shivcha is already a Shivcha Kananis in the Jewish home. She's already a partial Jew. So she's not the same as a guy. And therefore, Midaraisa would be Mutter to marry Shivcha Kananis. It's only Midrabanan that it's Asr for a Jewish man to marry Shivcha Kananis. Okay, so then you could understand that as a Lechachil Dekadin, that the Rabbanan are going to allow a Mamzer to marry the Shivcha Kananis. Because Bechia uh, Gavn Lo Gazru, right? Uh, the Rabbanan were not Mesaki. We're not gozer not to marry Shavuot under such circumstances when you have a mamzer. So that's how the Rambam writes that it's not an issue at all how it could be lechadchila. Either way, that's the Gemara Shaila. Is this a din lechadchila or is this a din b'diavet? So Tashma Raya number one. Amrulol the Rabbi Tarfon. So they said to Rabbi Tarfon, "Great job. Tiartas as zecharim velo tiartas as You will retire the zecharim, but." You are not mitar the nekevos. Doesn't work for the nekevos. Meaning, if you have a male mamzer, so his children you t- you've taken care of. Female mamzer, you have not taken care of her, her children. And how could he have taken care of the males and not the females? Why don't you just say the female marries an uh, an evid kanani, and then uh, then you'll solve all the problems. So if you look at Rashi, tiartes is charm she yelchul lemakom shein makirin v'yomer evrani v'nosi shivchavein mochabiado. Unbelievable. No, Rashi seems to be backtracking a little bit over here. Well, we'll see. Rashi says, you've taken care of the Zacharim because the Zacharim can go to a place where no one knows them. They can claim to be an Eved, marry a Shivcha, and no one's going to say anything because they'll just claim to be an Eved. They, they'll say, they won't tell anyone that they're a Jew. They'll say that they're an Eved Kanani. And then people will allow them to marry a, uh, to marry a Shivcha. So you've taken care of the Zucharim in that, in, the, in that sense. But the Nekevel, Slotiata, because a woman's not going to go to some faraway town to, you know, from where she lives and to look for tricks to uh, get married secretly to someone else, you know, to, to get married secretly to, to an Evikrani, and people are always going to say things to her. So Rabbi Tarfun only has solved the problem for the men, not for the women. But what's the assumption of that comment to Rabbi Tarfun? That you need to do this secretly. That you need to go and pretend you're somebody you're not. Because if you go and say and are honest and say, look, I'm a mamzer, I want to marry a shivcha, you're not going to find a Masada Kiddushin. No one's going to be interested in marrying you off because that's Asr. A mamzer is not allowed to marry a shivcha. So what do you see from there? You see clearly, uh, if it were a din l'chadchila, so then, then mamzeris would also be okay to marry an Evan. Must be that this is a din b'di Evan only. Now if the mamzer married a shivcha, so then the children are not going to be a problem. They're not going to be mamzerim. But it's only if it happened. L'chadchila can't happen. That's why he only fixed the zacharim, because you have to do it in a tricky way. You have to fool everyone in order to be able to do it. So answers the Gemara, no. Evidein l'chayis. The reason it doesn't work for the nekevils is not because you have to go fool people and lie to people or whatever. No, it doesn't work for the nekevils because in Echinami, let's say it's mutter for a mamzer to marry a shivcha or for a mamzeris to marry an evid. But Mamzeris can go marry an Eved, the child is still not going to be Miuchas after the Eved. And the Eved doesn't have any Yichus. The child is going to be Miuchas after the mother, so it's still going to have the full Mamzeris problem. It's not that you, the marriage is the, is, is the problem, it's that the marriage won't solve the Mamzeris problem. The next generation is still going to be Mamzeris. So we still don't have a proof definitively 
whether Rabbi Tarfin says L'Chadchila the Evid can marry, the Mamzer can marry the Shivcha, or only the Evid. So Tashima, proof number two. Rabbi Simlai used to stay at a lodging, at a hotel that was owned by a Mamzer. And he used to tell him he was friends with the guy. So he would say, Akadam Tarinu Lubnech. You know, if you would have consulted me before you got married, I would have been able to be Matari, your child. I would have come up with a way, I would have thought of a shidduch for you that your ch- your children wouldn't be Mamzerim. Now, So now, if it's a din l'chadchila that you're allowed to marry, that a mamzer is allowed to marry a I understand this comment of Rabbi Simlai. Rabbi Simlai is saying, if you would have consulted me, I would have told you to marry a shivcha, and all would have been good, because l'chadchila, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to marry a shivcha. But if it's only b'diyavid, you're not really allowed to marry a shivcha. It's just that if you do marry a shivcha, then the child is going to not be a mamzer. So then, what would he have advised him? He couldn't have advised him to marry a shivcha, because that would be advised him to do something that's Aser. So he couldn't have advised him to do something that's Aser. So he said, no, he wouldn't have advised him to marry a shivcha. He would have had a totally different Eitzah. His Eitzah would have been the Mansavle Eitzah Varmle Zil Genov. He would have told him, go steal something. Meaning, you, you think that Bidiyavid, that, that it's only Bidiyavid? No, really, Enochinami, marrying a shivcha would be Bidiyavid. But he wouldn't have advised him to do something Bidiyavid. He would only advise him to do something L'Chadchila. What would he tell him to do that to L'Chadchila, the Kedin, that you're allowed to do? To steal this Davin Bevedivri. Make sure you don't have enough money to pay back, they'll sell you as Nevedivri, then you'll be married, uh, allowed to marry Shifcha Lechadchila. So, what's the obvious Kasha? He would have advised him to do something that there's no Shaila about, no problem. Lechadchila, you're allowed to do. Go steal. Now, stealing is last time we checked the Zasser, right? How can he advise him to go steal? That's 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 an Isidaraisa, to go steal. In Okinami, once he does steal and is sold as Nevedivri, it's a Lechachil de Kedin that the Evedivri is allowed to marry the Shivcha, but still, it doesn't really seem to uh, to solve the problem, because after all, Rabbi Simlai still would have had to advise him to violate an Isidaraisa. So, we're not the first ones to think of this question. Interestingly, the Gemara um, does not reject this idea based on that idea, I mean, based on based on uh, uh, the fact that it's also to steal. You would have expected that to be the next line of the Gemara. What is the next line of the Gemara? The next line of the Gemara is, nah, that can't be what he was suggesting, because is there such a thing as Nevedivri in the times of Rabbi Simlai? There's only Nevedivri the, when, when there's Yovel be, being Noeg, and there's no uh, there's no Yovel in the times of uh, in, in, in the times of Rabbi Simlai, so there was no Nevedivri. So he couldn't have advised him to steal, and because Come in every because there was no such thing as every when he was alive. So the Gemara does not ask. He could have advised him to steal because it's us to steal. So anyway, the Gemara says, At the end of the day, the Gemara says, Rabbi Tarfan really did suggest it as a L'Chadchila. Meaning it is right, Rabbi Tarfan, when he, from Rabbi Simlai, we do see that it's a L'Chadchila Dika suggestion, because Rabbi Simlai's advice must have been that that I, I would have told you to marry a Shivcha, and that's a L'Chadchila Dika Din. But again, the question is, how could the Gemara suggest that uh, Rabbi Simlai can't suggest something Aser, and therefore what he meant to suggest was to steal? So if you look at Rashi, my nihu, 
could, what was he supposed to tell him? He's not going to tell him to do an iser. Umishani and the Gemara answers to mitzvah lo eitzav amrlei zil gnov that he would have advised him to do, to go steal vitzis daven levidivri and be sold as levidivri vitei shivchum utaras lach and that way shivchum would be muttered him. The bachru beizdin rabba mosel lo shivchum kananis because the halacha is when beizdin sells a guy his master give him a shivchum kananis. I mean, why don't the Gemara just say not to steal, just sell yourself as nevidivri? Why did Rabbi Shimon have to come up with this? To steal so that Beisdin can sell you as an Evadivri. Because if Beisdin sells you as an Evadivri, you can marry Shifcha Kananis. When you sell yourself as an Evadivri, you can't marry Shifcha Kananis. Someone who sells himself as an Evadivri cannot marry Shifcha Kananis. This, by the way, is against the Ritva. The Ritva says the idea that Mechru Beisdin uh, gets a Shifcha Kananis, not a Mechru Atzmo, just means that Mechru Beisdin, the master, can force him to marry Shifcha Kananis. But not that, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, but whereas Mokharatzma, the master's not allowed to force him, but he's still allowed to marry Yeshav Chakranis. The Evadivri, even if he sold himself, can marry Yeshav Chakranis, just that the master can't force him to do so. If that were the case, the Ritva's going to have to contend with this Gemara a little bit, right? Because Lachar Rabbi Simlai could have just told him, you know, for, um, sell yourself as an Evid without the stealing part. But Rashi's saying, no, Rashi's saying that the idea that, Mo, that Mocher Atzmo doesn't get a Shifcha Kanan is not just that the master can't force him, it's that he's not allowed to marry Shifcha Kanan. And that's why it wasn't the Yitzah. But that's why he told him to go steal. Now here's the key part, here's the part that we were discussing before. The Gemara could have asked on this, Mi Shari Linsuve Eitzel the Mignav? Can you give guy, a guy advice to steal? But anyway, the Gemara was able to reject it. Because the Gemara was able to say, anyway, there was no evidivri in his time, so he couldn't have given that advice anyhow. Had the Gemara asked, come on, Rabbi Shimon is going to give advice to steal? Is that is that really uh, likely? Is that really possible? Is that really something that's the the Gemara could have answered that. What could the Gemara have answered? He could, the Gemara could have answered, okay, fine. So Rabbi Shemlai didn't give advice to steal. Instead, he gave him advice to sell himself as an Evadivri, and then he'd be allowed to marry Shifcha Kananis. And we're assuming, like the Das Yachav, Rabbi Lazar, who holds that uh, even a Mokharatz was allowed to marry Shifcha Kananis. So the Gemara could have fetched its way out of that one. If you would have asked, come on, how could Rabbi Shemlai give him advice to steal? The Gemara could have said, okay, he's not advising him to steal, he's advising him to sell himself. I, when you sell yourself, you can't get married, Shavuqananus? No, we're assuming like Rabbi Lezer that you can marry Shavuqananus. So the Gemara instead goes with, the, goes with the question that's irrefutable, that simply there was no such thing as evidently in the times of Rabbi Shemoy, you know, checkmate, right? End of story. There's no question that Rabbi Shemoy's advice would not have been to make himself an Eved. The advice clearly would have been as a mom, it would just go marry a shivcha. That would have been the whole the whole advice. Now, in terms of this question of how could Rabbi Shemlai have advised him to steal, other Rishonim say differently. It tells Rash, tells Rid, Rashba. They suggest along the lines that he would have told him to steal either from someone who would have been mochel, or to steal al manas to return the money afterwards after everything uh, comes out okay. Uh, but that's that 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 too is questionable. Gemara Mamsiyah that goes al manas the minkat. You're not allowed to steal just for fun and uh, then return it to him afterwards. It's not okay. You're not allowed to steal something from somebody, even even uh, when you're borrowing without permission. That's that's not okay. But maybe that's only in the Rabbanon, so maybe in the interest of Mamzerus, uh, to, to be Mitar Mamzerim, it would have been allowed. Okay, but anyway, that's not the, in the Maskana of the Gemara over here. That wasn't the advice anyhow. The advice was that he would have told him, he told this innkeeper, this Mamzer, if you would have consulted me before you got married, I would have told you uh, to, uh, to to uh, marry Yeshifcha Kananis, um, and and then you would have been fine. Then your children would have been Avadim, and you could be Meshachra the Avadim.
Chavadim and everything would have been fine. Now, if you look at the Marav Ranchberg and the note in the bottom of the page of the Marav Ranchberg, he has a very interesting question. He says, what would that, the, in the Havamin of the Gemara, we're thinking we would have told him, go steal. If you would have come to me before you got married, I would have told you to steal, become an Evadivri, and then you would have been allowed to get a Shuvah Kananis. Ask the Marav Ranchberg, Bam Kasha. He says, Masha Makshima Olam. The Olam asks the Kasha, Mimikra Malay. It's a, it's a beferish of Pasuk and Chumash that such advice is ridiculous. Din Bekapo Yavo, Bekapo Yetzei. What does the Pasuk say in Chumash? That when does an Evadivri get to marry a Shuvah Only if he was married previously. But if he wasn't married to a regular Jewish woman previously, he doesn't get the Shivka Kranis. So, no, Bam Kasha. What's he telling him? Had you come to me before you got married, and had you never been married before, I would have told you, become an Evadivri, and then you can marry Shivka Kranis. No, that doesn't work. If you've never been married before, then you're not allowed to marry Shivka Kranis. Being an Evadivri won't help. You're still not allowed to marry Shivka Kranis. He certainly wasn't married over here. What's Rabbi Simlai saying? If you would have come to me first, obviously it means before you got married. Says, where can you find this question? You know, people always say the Achronim asks, Makshin Olam, the Olam asks. You want, you want a source? Divrei David, the Taz in his Sefer on Chumash. Divrei David, it's uh, it, it's it's not as widely used anymore as the the Taz is, as his other as Halachas Farimar, but it's uh, one of the classics on on Rashi and Chumash. The uh, it's quoted in Sefer Chum all the time. It's sold in a separate volume. It has been reprinted. It's a phenomenal Sefer. So the Taz in his Divrei David on on Chumash on Parshas Mishpatim asks this Kasha. Mizan, the Taz says, I have an answer. Demasha Amar Apasuk Begapoye. If he says just he says the ritva that we mentioned before solves all these problems. We said that there was a problem with the ritva before, but this ritva solves all the problems. What's what's the ritva? We said that true. If the guy wasn't married before, he doesn't marry Shavchakananis. What does it mean he doesn't marry Shavchakananis? So Pashapshat, we thought it meant he's not allowed to marry Shavchakananis when he's an Evid. Ritva says, no, you can't force him to marry Shavchakananis. Is he allowed to? Absolutely. But the Adon's not allowed to force him to marry Shavchakananis. Just like the Ritva says that a Mokhar Atzmo doesn't get a Shavchakananis, doesn't mean that a Mokhar Atzmo is not allowed to marry Shavchakananis. It means you're not allowed to force him to marry Shavchakananis. So too, the Ritva says over here that a guy who was not previously married to a Jewish woman, it doesn't mean he's not allowed to marry Shavchananis, you're not allowed to force him to marry Shavchananis. says, like the Mishal Melech quotes from the Ritva. So uh, he didn't have the Ritva, obviously. The Ritva wasn't a widely printed Sefer until recently, so they always quoted Mishal Melech who quoted the Ritva. Nowadays, no one knows Mishal Melech anymore because it's so hard, it's so long. Mishal Melech is well, like 10 pages long. They're very, very difficult to learn. But, uh, but everyone learns Ritvas now. So, okay, so now we can go back to the original source. So we have the Ritva. That answers, uh, that answers this Kasha. So anyway, so back to the Gemara. So the Gemara says, so we see Rabbi Tarfan lechatchil ekamer. Shmami not, right? So I'm a Rabbi Yudam Shmuel. Halach Rabbi Tarfan. Enochinami, that's how we pass him. We pass him Rabbi Tarfan. If a guy is a mamzer and you don't want his children to be mamzerim, this is your solution. You, you make him you let him marry Yeshifcha Kananis, L'Charchila, and then his children will be Avadim, be Meshachra the Avadim, and you're good to go. Then he has children who are regular Jews. So can we do that? Can we do that nowadays? So uh, it sounds sounds crazy, right? Where are you going to find the Shifcha Kananis? 
the world's a crazy place. You could probably you could probably find one. So uh, the Minchas Yitzchak has a series of tshuvas, um, long tshuvas on this topic of whether this is possible, whether you can we can solve Mamzerus crisis. By uh, by by finding a shivcha kananis, buying a woman as a shivcha kananis, go to Africa or something, where uh, whatever, and buy a shivcha kananis, and uh, then or or make a deal with so find a non-Jewish woman that the guy can fall in love with, and then just tell her, look, we, there's this technicality. The only way I can marry you is if we make you a shivcha kananis. Don't worry, I'll be easy on you, you know. But we'll uh, that, that's that's the only way. It's the only way this can work, and you can work out such a deal. So Melchizedek says absolutely not. Rav Shachter, uh, Rav Shachter said that someone. Told Rav Salvechik that there are a lot of ch- that Diane Weiss was writing a whole bunch of chuvas on this topic. Rav Salvechik screamed. He thought it was ridiculous. He said, "What are you talking? Abraham Lincoln freed all the slaves." He said that's not meaning the, the it's it's illegal to uh, meaning if Dim de Malchusa doesn't allow for for shivcha kananis, so you can't have you can't have it. It's not going to be binding. It's not going to be a valid shivchus if uh, it's against Dim de Malchusa. So there's no way you can't uh, we can't do it. Diane Weiss didn't like it either. Also, Mishum Dina de Malchusa. One of the reasons was Mishum Dina. The Malchusa. There are many reasons, but uh, it's probably also a joke. Meaning, you're not really making a shivcha kananis. A woman's not going to really agree to be a shivcha. She's going to agree to do a technicality or whatever to play along. But she's. But if you actually try to treat her like a shivcha, forget it. She, you're not going to. You're not going to find someone who's actually going to be a shivcha. So it's not. It's not going to work. Not a practical etza for the mamzeris problem. Rabbi Lezer Omar raised the mamzer. Rabbi Lezer disagreed. Rabbi Lezer said the child is an eved mamzer, so it's not even going to work. I'm Rabbi Lezer. My time is Rabbi Eliezer. So Rabbi Lezer says, what's Rabbi Eliezer's reasoning? That we follow his psul no matter what. His psul is a dominant gene, like we said. The mamzerus goes over to the child, even if no other part of his yichus goes to the child. And the Rabbanan say, no, that's talking about a Jew who marries mamzerus. I might have thought the mishpachos on the vase of osam, so that's why lo comes and tells me not so. And Rabbis will say, just like it says in the Shpachasim of Osam, and Lo comes to tell me that the mother can still transmit the Mamzerus, so to over here, when we say still the Lo can tell me that the father can still transmit the Mamzerus, even when the Yichus is totally after the mother. And the Rabbanon will say, no. When you have a Vlad inside a Shifcha Kananis, there is no connection to the father whatsoever. It's like the Vlad is inside of Behema. There's no connection to the father whatsoever, and uh, not even in terms of the Mamzerus, that the Mamzerus of the father cannot transfer over to the child. Hadron Allah HaOmer. So now we we'll now begin the very last parak in Seder Nashim. So uh, again, relating to Yichus issues, there are ten levels of Yichus, ten levels of Jews, uh, of Yichus the Jews had, the Jews who went with Ezra from Bavel back to Eretz Yisrael, who were Ola from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. What are these ten levels of Yichus? Kohani, Levi, Yisraeli, so the Kohanim, Levi, Yisraelim, Chalalim, right, people have uh, Kuhuna that was Neschalal, that became Chalal issues, Geirei, Geirim, Harure, Avadim that were freed, Mamzere, Mamzerim, Nesine, the Nesinim, Shtuki Vasufi, and the Gemara will explain exactly what the Shtuki and Asufi are all about. So, anyway. 
In terms of the, these levels of yichus and what it means practically, the Quran and Levim and Yisraelim are allowed to marry each other. Levim Yisraelim Chalal Geri V'Charurim Mutar and Lavaz Abzeh. Levim Yisraelim Chalal Geri and Charurim are allowed to marry each other. Geri Charurim Amzeri Nesini Shtuki Vasufi Kul Mutar and Lavaz Abzeh. And the Geri Nesini Shtuki Vasufi are all also allowed to marry each other. Ve'elohim Shtuki. What is a Shtuki? Someone who knows who his mother is, but does not know who his father is. That's the definition of shtuki. Asufi, what's asufi? An abandoned baby that you find in the uh, market somewhere, you find him left in the town square, and we have no idea who his mother is, who his father is, doesn't know either of his parents, so that's even a lower level of yichus, because he doesn't even know who his mother is. Abishal will explain what that means, but Abishal would call a shtuki a beduki instead of calling him a shtuki. So we'll see in the Gemara what that means. But okay, but that's just the definition of these terms. So So right first the Gemara is going to focus on a technicality, on the lashon used by the Mishnah. So we say, Asar Yuchsim went up from Bavel. So whenever we say someone goes to Eretz Yisrael, what do we say? They made Aliyah, right? Why Why Aliyah? What, what does it mean, Ola? That you are Ola to Eretz Yisrael? Last time we checked, the uh, world is a globe, it's a it's circle, it's, 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 a, it's a sphere, so therefore there is no highest place, there's no Ola and Yorid or whatever, you're just going around the circle. So, uh, why does it say Ola Mi Shouldn't it just say went? I went to Eretz Yisrael. You mean I was Ola to Eretz Yisrael. So, that's coming to tell me a Chiddush. Pasuk says you will go up to the place that Hashem has chosen. Meaning, referring to the Beis Hamikdash, Malamed Shebeis Hamikdash Gavoa Mikol Eretz Yisrael. That teaches me that the Beis Hamikdash is the high point within Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael Gavoa Mikol Aratzos. Eretz Yisrael is the is is highest amongst all the lands. That's why it's called Va'alisa. You're going to the highest point in the world. So it says Gemara Bishlam Beis Hamikdash Gavoa Mikol Eretz Yisrael Hainu Dichsiv. I understand very well. You could say that uh, that 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 the Beis is the high point in Eretz Yisrael because it says Rivos Bisharecha. Then Valisa. That when you're in Bisharecha outside of uh, of the Migdash, so Vekamta Valisa. Then you go to your Ola to the Migdash. So you have such a pasuk. But Eretz Yisrael Where do you see that Eretz Yisrael is is higher than all other lands? So the Chsiv pasuk says that it's going to come, the days are going to come, says Hashem, by Navi Yirmiyot records, that uh, people are no longer going to thank Hashem, we're no longer going to focus on the fact that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, Ki'im, instead we're going to be saying, we're going to thank Hashem that brought B'nai Yisrael from Eretz Safon and from all the other lands that we were scattered in. So, uh, so, so, so that's, so we see from there that Kibbutz Goliath, coming from all over the world, is called Hela Espinay Israel. It's called going up. That when we come from Chutz Laretz, it's called going up. So that's how we see that Eretz Yisrael is Gavoa Mikala Ratzos, right? That's what the Gemara Brachos has. This, this possible Gemara Brachos Darshins that it gives a mushal, that it's like a man was attacked by a, a, a dangerous animal. Which, which animals the Gemara uses. But a man was attacked by a dangerous animal, he manages to survive. So he always walks around saying, oh, I can't believe the Rebona Shalom saved me from that animal. Then uh, years later, he's attacked by a much more dangerous animal, by a bear. One is a bear, one's a lion. I 
forgot which is which. But anyway, he gets he's attacked by a more dangerous animal, and it's a more harrowing experience. And again, he survives. So he no longer uh, throws a party to thank the Rebbeinu for the first attack. He remembers it, and he still knows about it, and it's still something that means something to him. But being saved from the second attack was such a greater experience, such a more miraculous event. So that's what the Navi is telling us that when the Geula of Mitzrayim was great, but we haven't seen anything yet. The final Geula is going to be so fantastic, so unbelievable that it's going to make us uh, not even pay so much attention to the Geula of Mitzrayim. We're going to be so focused on the final Geula. But anyway, we're just quoting this pasuk not for the idea, but for the word Heela, right? The idea that it's an Aliyah to go up to Eretz Yisrael. So that's what the Akronim discussed. The Chassam Sofer writes in the Tshuva, it's quoted in the sheets that Elisha gives out, the Ma'oros uh, Hadaf um, sheets that Chassam uh, Sofer writes in, in, in the Tshuva, that it doesn't make any sense on a physical level. Meaning, again, the world is a is, is, is a globe, it's, it's a circle. So it doesn't make any sense on a physical level to say that Eretz Yisrael is the high point. It says, but on second thought, maybe it does make sense on a physical level, because when uh, when when you have a a um, when you have a given point, a, a given position that that globe is supposed to be in, so then you can point to the high point of the circle. I mean, let's say you have a trophy. Let's say the uh, um, the the NBA championship trophy has a big basketball on the top. So there's a way that you stand up the trophy, and the ball on top is supposed to be with the... You, you can point to what's the high point of the ball. You can't say, well, any point is the high point. No, because it's the way there's, it's supposed to stand. There is a given a given high point. So Sam Sofer says, there's a given predetermined high point of the world. What determines the high point of the world? Where it all came from. The Evan Shasia is where... From, is where the world, where the creation began from, and creation extended from there. The Evan which is by the Migdash. So it all, it all went from there. So that is the predetermined high point of the world. That's the positioning of the globe. We look at it all wrong. We have North Pole, South Pole. We think the North Pole is the top. Just move your globe, turn it around a little bit, and then you'll, uh, then you'll see what, the, what it's really supposed to be. And where Eretz Yisrael is the, uh, is the high point of the world. So that's the, uh, that's the, the Chsam Sofer. And obviously the Maral and others say that it's not talking physically at all. It means it's a high point on a Ruchnius level, it's a high point on a spiritual level. Okay, says Gemara, so now we discuss, so far we just mentioned, why is it called Aliyah? Why is it called being Ola? From 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 Bavotar Yisrael, but the other thing, the other point to note, language-wise, in the Mishnah, the Gemara says, alu mi bavel, alu Right? Why would it say where you went from? Similar to Rashi in Vayetze, right? Why would you mention where one left from? So Rashi has to give a teretz over there, right? That uh, that 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 tzaddik uh, leaving a place leaves a roshim. But normally, you're talking about Ezra and uh, taking the the uh, these asar yuchsim with him. Why does it say they went from Bavel? Say that he went. To to Eretz Yisrael. You always focus more on the place you're going to in a journey. Why would you focus on the place you left from? So, there's a right to Ezra went from Bavel in order to, uh, to in, he would not leave Bavel until he clarified all the Yichus issues and then he went up. Uh, meaning, Rashi explains over here that Ezra was very careful about Yichus issues in Bavel and he saw that uh, all the Chachmei Adar were going with him to Eretz Yisrael and he realized that no one's going to be left in Bavel to check out Yichus anymore. So what did he do? He he, he separated everyone out, he uh, arranged all the Yichus of everyone and he brought them with him. Meaning he said, okay, you guys are Shtukim, you guys are Sufim, you guys are this, you guys... 
he, he organized all the families by their yichus, and he brought them with him. So, Itmar, Abai Yamar, Alu Me'elehem Tanan. Abai says, Alu means that they went on their own, that they decide, these Asari Yuchsim decided on their own to go. Rav Amar Ha'alum Tanan. Rav says, no, no. Ezra forced them to go with him. The Kamif Gibi Rab Lazar, and they're arguing about Rab Lazar. Because Rab Lazar said that, that, like we just said, that Ezra did not leave Bavel until he separated out the Yichus. So Abayi less laid Rab Lazar. Abayi, who thinks that, the, that these Asari Yuchsim went on their own, obviously doesn't know like Rab Lazar. Rab Lazar says that Ezra specifically arranged it because he was afraid that the Yichus would be all messed up in Bavel, so he arranged it and they came with with him. So it sounds like Ezra forced them to come with him. So Abaye obviously doesn't know the Reb Lazar. Rava is the Reb Lazar. Rava does know the Reb Lazar because Rava says, yeah, in a Ezra forced them to come with him to keep the Yichus intact. And uh, the, and that's in fact what happened. Ibai say, or it could be to Kuliyam the Isla Reb Lazar. Everyone agrees that Ezra did organize all the yichus in order to take care of the yichus problems. simply as follows: Ezra was for sure mafresh everybody. Question is, what happened next? That uh, that 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 uh, Abaye holds. They then decided to go with him on their own. And Rav says no. Then Ezra had to force them to go with him. But everyone agrees to Rav Lazar's idea that Ezra separated everyone out, weeded everyone out in order to arrange all the yichus. So Bishop I said according to the sheet that it says Alu that they went on their own. So that's why it says that that all other Aratzos are not as miuchas as Eretzol, and Eretzol is not as miuchas as Bavel. El mandim hello medi adinu. But if you say that Ezra brought them up with him, so then medi adinu. Why is Eretzol less miuchas than, than than Bavel? Ezra arranged when they when he brought all these Asari Yuchsim, they knew who they were. So uh, everyone knows who they are. So why would that make Eretzol less miuchas? Adraba. Everyone is clearly identified. So says Gemara. Sometimes in one generation, everyone's going to know who who everybody is. But by the time you go a generation or two later, everyone's going to forget. No one's going to remember anymore where they really came from. If you can say that they went on their own, so I understand that Ezra had trouble when he tried to find the Levim Yuchasim because they went on their own. It wasn't the people that Ezra had separated out that had gone up. But if Ezra forced them to go and he had separated them out and he had organized the trip, weren't they careful? Didn't they realize exactly who the Yuchasim were? Why did Ezra have trouble finding Levim? So now the problem was he uh, he had, didn't have tr- trouble finding Levim. He had plenty of Levim. They were all puzzled to do the Avodah though. Because uh, Rashi over here tells a little story. These were Levim when Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to play the base of English music for him. So they all bit off their thumbs. So they wouldn't be able to pay, play the music. So they were unable, they were now psulim. They were un- unable to uh, to do the Avodas Halavia. But they were in fact uh, Levim. So that was no problem. So with the Levim, he had problems with the with the Yichus. With everyone else, with the Shtuki and Asufi and Mamzerim, that there was no problems with the Yichus. That he had pretty clear. How do we know that they even went? 
Vanasinu Bahrain, Vikoli Israel Bahrain. Says the Pharisee of the Pasuk. Chaloli Geri Vicharuri. Chaloli Minalan. How do we know Chalolim went? The Tanya, Rabbi Yosiyam Gadola Chazaka. Chazaka is so strong. Shnemer Mnea Karna Bene Chavia Bene Kos Bene Brazil, Ashalaka Mibros Brazil, Galadi, Isha Vayikral Shmam, Ela Bixuk Sava Mamasiachsim. They were looking for Xavichus, Velo Nimtsu, Vayigolum in Akuna. So, Vayomer Hasrashta, then Hasrash Lahem, Hasrashta says to them, Hasrashta Rashi says, is Nehemia, right? So because he was a waiter uh, who served wine uh, in, to, uh, to 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 the Melech, to the non-Jewish Melech, so he was Heter Shtia. Hasrashta means he was allowed to drink the wine because the Melech would make him taste the wine, make sure it's not poison before he'd give it to him. So he was permitted to drink wine of non-Jews. So Vayomer Hasrashta lehem Ashalo Yochlu Mikodesh Hakadoshim at the Mon Kohen Lurim Vetumim that they're not going to be able to eat from the Kodesh Hakadoshim until there's a Kohen Lurim Vetumim, like meaning until Mashiach comes, they're never going to be able to eat from the Kodesh Hakadoshim. And he said to them, You are still in your chazaka. Meaning, chazaka is strong enough that even though we don't believe any Kohanim or legitimate Kohanim to be able to eat kachim, we said, Look, whatever you ate before you came to Eretz Yisrael, namely Truma, you're allowed to still eat now. So, wait a second. If you hold that a Kohen who eats Truma is automatically miyuchas, so then shouldn't you be worried that if you're going to allow these Kohanim to eat Truma, we're going to assume that their yuchas is good too? So, it says, no, shiny awesome, they have a, uh, their, their chazaka is all messed up, so we don't have to worry that they're, uh, that they're going to be allowed to, to be miyuchas. Then, what's the chazaka that we're relying on? No, the great chazaka is that when they were in Chutzlars, they ate Trumad Rabbanan. Now we're even allowing them to eat Trumad Raisa. Or you could say they're still only eating Trumad Rabbanan. When we say that we make someone who eats Trumad, that's only if he's eating Trumad Raisa. Then what's the greatness of the chazaka? That initially there was no reason to be gozer mishum truma daraisa because there was no truma daraisa. Now that they're in Eretz Yisrael, where one might think that they're going to come to eat truma daraisa if you allow them to eat truma uh, still we're going to allow them to eat truma even though there's makom to make such a gzera.